0: Hello, and welcome to Reptory Screenings, episode 61. I'm your host, Em, and with me are my regular host, Jackson. Hello. And Destiny. Hi. It's movie time once again. Who's watched a movie? Jackson.
1: Absolutely not. Gaming.
0: Okay. You're gaming. Uh, Check out every other podcast we do to hear about gaming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how it is at the moment.
0: (laughs) Destiny, what have you watched?
2: I watched uh, two movies that I want to talk about. One of them was great and one of them was not great. Uh <laughs> I watched The Rizas Man with the the man with the iron fists.
0: Hell from 2012. yes. That's the one that's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, that movie fucking rocked my socks off. Made me run to the internet trying to find more hip hop inspired martial arts films and I couldn't find any. And I'm sad.
0: Yeah, they're really just like I was looking. I was looking for you for like just like <laughs> black action, like m- like martial arts movies, and I found like about ten of them. We've seen like half of them. Um, oh no! It's like it's rough out there.
2: Like there's the Last Dragon.
0: Yep, that's oh that lands every <laughs> on every list.
2: <laughs> what else is there? I there's, don't even like, know. There's like Ghost
0: Dog, which I don't even know counts. to Be honest, I've never
2: seen it, so I have. A lot of watching ahead of me but oh oh the man with the iron fist has everything it's got weed smoking uh sex workers in a cool brothel owned by Lucy Liu it's got uh Russell Crowe just hamming it up playing a guy that I thought was gonna be a villain who turns out to just work for the military
0: yeah. They play like he's, like, Jack the Ripper out of Legend walked into this thing, but no, he's not. He's just a CIA guy, basically. It's really fucking funny. And my favorite part about his involvement in the film is the Wikipedia page is
2: just, like, he agreed to do it because of his previous working relationship with the Rizza without going into what that was. And I didn't Google it, because I just want that sentence to live in my mind rent-free forever.
0: Uh, yeah, don't Google it, because I tried to Google it and uh, realized they had it falling out because Russell Crowe is really racist. Uh, I don't even remember who, like, a couple years after this. Oh, that's really sad. That's too bad. Uh, Russell Crowe does not seem like the world's best person, <laughs> <laughs> generally. No,
2: no, he doesn't. But, man, can he ham it up?
0: Yes. I found a list that has more things on it that we can watch. But it also has, like, Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2, and I get why you say that, but, like, come on.
2: That's not what I'm looking for. Jackie Chan's doing all the heavy
0: lifting in that.
2: (laughs) I want fights scored to hip hop music. I want black people punching people with uh, great skill. I want uh, a bevy of races together in these films. But, But mostly I just want hip-hop martial arts movies i'm just it's just sad it's just sad um so if you have uh any creativity in your heart write one for me okay yeah please listener. produce Dear a listener, film for destiny that's, that's a small ask small ask yeah uh <laughs> the second movie i watched oh boy i watched <laughs> kong skull island from twenty seventeen.
1: Man,
0: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny was like, I'm not feeling good. Pick a movie for me to watch. And I was like, does have to be good. What the hell said, did you do? <laughs> I wanna watch Godzilla vs. Kong with Destiny.
1: Oh, okay, you know, fair enough. Yeah, there what was did you do? Destiny can just watch that with you.
0: Nah, she should watch the two leading up to it first.
1: <laughs> yeah, she should watch she should watch King of the Month. That one's like maybe worse, but funnier. Um <laughs>
0: It's not worse, but it is, It is like, more important, but Kong Sky Island's, is like, an interesting bad movie in that you're, you're like, man, this guy's gonna direct Metal Gear and Gundam, and you just feel sad in your heart.
2: I just don't understand why any of those choices were made. Like, why is it set during Vietnam? Why did we put all this, like, emotional stuff with John C. Riley, and then the put the payoff in the credits? <laughs> why did we cast, like, a billion people for this movie and then only give, like, two lines to some of them. Um, It wants to be an ensemble. It's not an ensemble. It's really uneven. I don't understand the point of half the characters. I don't understand. It just didn't make sense. It was just really messy. They kept giving Samuel L. Jackson speeches that they thought were Pulp Fiction caliber, which just fell flat and... Uh, me and Em were talking about it. Really miscast in this movie. Um, just he he tried. I don't know. And I hated all the little in jokes. I I thought they were unearned. I don't really get why we needed a reference to Steve Brule or Jurassic Park or some of the other stuff they reference. Uh, it just it was just dumb. Yeah. You just see a movie sometimes and it's like this is dumb. And and that was Kong Skull Island for me.
0: Yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: It I mean, sure I, I gave it to you. I was like, this one's bad. You should watch this. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't... no, you
2: you gave me the caveat. But I thought I was going to at least find something redeeming. No, I try. It's,
0: it's a fucking bad movie.
2: <clears throat> I always go in with an open heart, but alas.
0: <laughs> uh Yeah. Fair
2: and enough. it was just boring. I don't know. The best part about it, I thought Kong looked great. There's this fight he has with the giant octopus like kraken thing and it kraken how do you pronounce that
0: a kraken
2: a kraken he fights a kraken and that was cool that was the coolest part in the whole movie for me
0: but it's still not as cool as in uh king kong versus godzilla the japanese film when king kong fight like a man in a king kong suit fights a literal octopus uh which is way better like an actual (laughs) real octopus
2: you're right that does happen i totally forgot and it is pretty great.
0: <laughs> it is pretty great.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a bad movie. I don't know. I'm going to watch the other one, and I'm yeah. going to watch, you know, the good one. Godzilla vs. So Kong, I'll...
0: which I liked a lot. I hope you like it. So
2: I'll keep y'all posted, friends.
0: I watched two movies. Kind of a busy time, so I haven't been watching too many movies. I watched Witchfinder General um which oh, i watched I Destiny, watched yes yeah Um, uh, which is the michael reeves film about uh the 17th century and uh vincent price going around finding women to exploit or torture and murder um which is like uh this is like one of those like foundational folk horror movies that we was is mentioned in the uh, documentary we've been talking about every time and so we want to watch it we got the big three under our uh belt now we can move on to other things um this one's weird because, like, I think it's, like, a, a well-made movie, but it's, like, too just, like, miserable to really, like, l- like, dig. I just didn't have, like, the best time watching it. But not it because just, it's bad. It's just, like, unpleasant.
2: No, it's not a bad movie. It's just not about the things you want it to be about. Like, I wanted more cool witch shit. Mm-hmm. I wanted some actual horror, and it's kind of just this movie about this bad man who needs to be bested. And yeah,
0: it's it it it's really just a western set in like seventeenth century England.
2: Hmm, that's a good way to put it.
0: Like a lot of horse riding and swashbuckling, and uh, you know, I'm gonna swear revenge on the name of my lady, kind of stuff. Um, yeah, which is fine. It's just um, if you it's want the version, of this want. yeah, the version of this movie that's like creepy and good and also like more fun, uh is uh Ken Russell's The Devils. Fucking love that movie. Please watch that, that.
2: movie slaps. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um and then this morning I, I got up early on accident and ended up just finding something to watch. So I watched a movie called Paganini Horror um from 1989, which is a Italian film about a uh rock band who's looking for a new hit song and the, uh, one of the members goes to Donald Pleasance, who's like at death's door, seemingly, <laughs> as like a, as like a guy who offers a devil's bargain. He has like this, this uh, composition made by Paganini back in the day. Um, but it drove him mad. He like ch- exchanges soul for it or whatever. And they use it to write a, they go to like this big mansion, uh, this spooky mansion, and they start adapting this song into like a, they're gonna do like a horror video, like thriller. Um, is like, they, they, they so, cite it by name is like, we're gonna make a video like thriller and we're gonna play this song, but the song summons the ghost of Paganini to like come and start murdering the band. And we just want a bunch of like 80s Euro rock people in ridiculous costumes running through a haunted house uh getting murdered with like a bunch of like really cartoonish gore not even like gross it's just a lot of like you know someone's head explodes and it's just like someone dropped a box of tomatoes kind of stuff it's very funny (laughs) i had a great time i thought it was a really fun movie it's like 83 minutes or something so perfect this sounds like up my alley 100 percent I love a good horror comedy. I feel like there aren't enough. My thing, I have this weird thing where I'm like, I don't like Jallo movies, but I forget that not every Italian horror movie is a Jallo film, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I watch something like this and I'm like, oh, I just had a great time. This was just fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah, you just gotta dig for them. Yeah,
0: I just gotta, like, go and watch the ones that aren't, like, trying to be, like, ah, some people stand in a room being confused and sad for two hours, and then some cool music plays, and there's, like, great, three great shots because the color's on point, but you're mostly bored.
2: Jala movies are about more than that, but I also have been struggling with them. And I thought it was a genre I liked for years. I was like, I like uh, Dario Argento movies, and it's, like, once you go deeper into that genre. It's like mm, kind of a snooze. Um but anyway, I'm 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 still doing research, so <laughs> mm. I'll get back to y'all.
0: Yeah. Uh but that's it. I've been uh working on podcast stuff mostly so I haven't had a ton of time for uh this I'm watching Film. movies. I'd like to go back to it. The films. We've watched a lot of Voyager also, so that's been taking up all our evenings. Oh i wish we
2: could just talk about voyager because they've been doing some camera stuff in this last season
0: i think it's bad uh... (laughs) whenever star trek's handheld i just think it sucks they shouldn't do it 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 throws (laughs) off the entire vibe of the show i think it's fine i have no problems with this
1: (laughs) it's genuinely disorientating whenever they do it like i notice the shot immediately i'm like what's happening (laughs) help me help me out
0: The thing I always joke about Destiny is I'm gonna ruin Star Trek for everyone who's gonna watch Star Trek ever in their lives. Um, this is actually true of all television made before the modern era. Um, people stand too fucking close to each other because it's like a, a like <laughs> Full a square frame. Yes. Yes. Um, everyone in a conversation is literally like six inches. If I was standing next to my co if, if I was talking to a coworker and they stood that close to me, I'd go to HR don't do this it's weird but in tv just totally normal people to be face to face like you could feel that person's breath how weird and vile that is uh yeah <laughs> anyway star trek does that a lot because everyone stands around talking to each other but um it's always like we're standing shoulder to shoulder looking at a computer screen um i've never done that in my life <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why the um uh West Wing stuff was such a big deal. Oh, the walk and talks? Yeah. Um, even at the time when I was like a embarrassing uh West Wing liberal, I was like, I feel like the director did like more was like a bigger deal to television than Sorkin. Uh the guy who invented shooting everyone flat on as they walked around some shit happening. That's true. Um but yeah. Uh anyway. Our
0: movie this week, we watched Three Colors Blue, which is a film uh, directed by uh, Christoph Kieslowski, written by uh, Kieslowski and Christoph uh, uh This star is Juliette Binoche, uh, Benoit Regent, Helen Vincent. This came out 10th of October, 1990. 1990- oh, that's the you know what? Bunch of things here. This is 8th of September or 10th of October, depending on which release of 1993. Uh, this movie uh, is part of a trilogy, an informal trilogy. I, I guess it's like an actual trilogy, but the the stories are not like linked up or anything. Um, the, which are, you know, blue, white, and red. The French Revolutionary. It's like based on the French flag and the French Revolutionary deals of liberty, equality, and fraternity. And this is the liberty one. Um it's it's weird when you watch all of them trying to like piece together what that's supposed to mean because it's a loose. Um, yeah. Anyway,
1: Jackson, what's this movie about? Um, this movie is about Julie, uh, who is the wife of a uh, French composer uh, who is currently working on <laughs> a piece for the EU to celebrate the new post Cold War unity of Europe. <laughs> um, which is funny, but uh luckily not really you know as we were talking about when we chosen this know. movie uh not not a uh, does not actually end up being really being about that uh, so we're not here to talk about post cold war europe much in this episode uh instead it is about um an accident that she has a car accident uh and her husband and daughter both die uh, but she survives uh, initially she tries to uh, kill herself in the hospital uh is not able to do it and then spends most of the movie very disconnected uh trying to distance herself from her husband and his work and the people who want shit from her uh and lives completely alone uh in like a um very fancy apartment uh because she keeps the mo- she keeps enough money to do that <laughs> uh she's not like completely gone um and throughout the movie, uh, she like, you know, has various encounters with various people, uh, who are mostly connected to her past. Like she sees she sees her mum, uh, who's got Alzheimer's and can't really recognize her. Uh, and she sees like the the boy who um, uh, rescued her from the crash, or I guess discovered the crash. There wasn't really much rescuing done, but he was the first there, and he he heard her husband's last words. Um, she discovers uh her husband's uh mistress and that she's pregnant, um, and eventually sets her up in the uh in the big in the big mansion <laughs> um and uh like blesses the son with like being officially recognized as uh this famous composer's daughter. Uh no, son, sorry, you know what I mean. Um and uh the main plot of the movie, I guess, as it is, uh it centers around whether uh the uh composition that he was working on is going to be finished originally she throws it away um and then uh olivier the other uh like another uh collaborator uh with them with the husband uh is finishing it uh but he's really just doing that to uh uh get her to finish it (laughs) uh because she is not taking action and she know he knows that if uh, she sees him doing this uh she'll be either pissed off enough at him to actually stop it or st- stirred enough to actually help uh doesn't does not really care which but eventually she decides to help uh and finish the piece and then the piece plays at the end of the movie and that's kind of the whole film it was far more straightforward than i expected
0: yeah mostly just uh hanging out being sad trying to forget that you're sad um yep <laughs> uh, so this is a movie i've seen maybe like a half dozen times one of my faves uh it's weird because like i watched the first time i watched this it was like ruinous to my being but i think that's because it was about things that i was just like in denial about and didn't want to confront and talk about someone who uh used to be uh very different about our relationship to so, like grief and uh mm-hmm. mortality and mental health um it's just weird. This is one of those where you like revisiting is like revealed different feelings about it. Not like changed my mind. I still really like it, but it's just different now. Um, it's one of those where it's like, to me, this movie, uh, like originally it was like, oh, this is like how like crushing grief can be. Um, and these days it's like, it's not, there's like something horrible, but like also it's the only thing that saves us about like. You just keep going and it's not, yeah. it's not great. And it doesn't, it's not pleasant, um, but it just happens. If you choose to keep going, you'll just kind of get over stuff. The things that you don't ever want to get over, will just get lesser. They won't go away, but they'll just get lesser. And uh, there's something monstrous about it, but also that's all there is to being alive.
2: <laughs> it's not that you get over it. It's that you, it becomes easier to live with.
0: Yeah. But there's, like, it's, like, horrible. Like, you see, you feel it happening, and you're like, I don't want this to happen, but there's nothing else to, like, you can't, Mm -hmm. you just can't. The the mind will just not hold on to it forever, something else will, there'll always be someone downstairs who, like, knocks on your door and fucks up your whole deal. And you're like, I don't want, I just want to sit here and be miserable. The scene
2: that's, oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the scene that sticks out is that she's talking to her mother, and she says something like, husbands and children are traps or something Mm -hmm. like that and that's that's the like thing that i held on to when i first saw this movie Mm -hmm. the fact that like bringing in people is to just lose them and yes and and, and that was what made it so hard to watch because Mm -hmm. i was like still kind of in my own grief as i was watching it so it was hard to but once you realize like Oh, you're just like if you choose to keep going, you're just gonna connect to people and it's gonna kind of open up your life in a way that the previous loss like closed it. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna it's, be uh, fine. That's because <laughs> like
0: I, the thing I I'd like about this movie is that it, the fineness is not like positive. It's like this, no. this is just like the endurance of living. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as someone who just feels the endurance of living all the <laughs> time. <laughs> These <laughs> like a lot lately. Um you just look at it and you're like, it, yeah, that's that's um that's that's the power of the keyblade derogatory <laughs> derogatory <laughs> What? just like that you just can the machine of an, a person con- it continues on like there's a bit where like you know she gets out of bed and she realizes what's happening it's un- intolerable to her and she goes and she's like puts a bunch of pills in her mouth and spits them out and can't do it and the minute she chooses to continue to live it's just choosing for this stuff to have the process to happen where the brain like like suffers but some things get lesser and new things happen because you just keep living even if you try to run away to a apartment where there's nothing um mm-hmm. life just finds a way and it sucks
2: the mice are having babies in yeah your the closet. mice will keep
0: having babies in your closet and you gotta figure it out and there's apparently no such thing as exterminators in france in 1992 <laughs> so you have to borrow a cat from someone
2: my favorite part that's the scene that i find inexplicable that he just goes sure and just
0: hands her his violent cat <laughs> so funny god why why is the cat the cat's not like it's a tamed cat it might not even it might be afraid of the mice he said that it wasn't neutered which means like they're usually more aggressive oh okay yeah right um
2: like i have a friend who neutered his cat late because he got it as a a stray Mm -hmm. and the cat constantly like bites and attacks and doesn't understand like he just randomly yeah So that's what I'm like. Like, why would you just give her your cat with that disclaimer? (laughs) I'm sure he fucked up the mice. But I just thought that was so funny. (laughs) But yeah, no, sometimes they're going to have babies. And sometimes your neighbor is going to ask you to come to her weird job in the middle of the night and your mom because, is gonna cause think
0: because she's, she's like a she's like working in like a strip club and she saw her dad in the audience and it fucked her up she just wanted to talk to someone who would be like yeah that's fucked up
2: Yep. and and you're that person and you got to be that person even though your husband and your daughter are gone
0: Yep. you gotta tell that kid that brings you the necklace and thinks you're very sad that actually your husband's final words were him repeating the punchline to a dumb uh dirty joke that he was telling as he died and sometimes that's just what happens yeah. You know. Keep the necklace. Bye.
2: Obladio
0: blada. He <laughs> said- just said Obladio obla and like skateboarded away. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just takes a skateboard. He's got a skateboard. Yeah, he has a skateboard, right? He Cuz he's there skateboarding. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this movie <laughs> I'm so glad I got to revisit this movie even though I was dreading it because like the first time I saw it I was fresh in my grief because i had lost my mother and now it's been a solid decade since she's been gone and i've been in therapy a long time <laughs> and i've been able to process it and now I'm, I'm watching it on the other end of that and i'm like okay yeah yeah endurance it's about endurance <laughs> it's, it's that napoleon dynamite shirt with the horses
0: uh, that's yeah, what life is sometimes you just need a shitty guy who's like idolized you to be annoying enough that you feel something <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did i'm you gonna think fix of-
0: i'm gonna fix your stupid composition because you suck at it
2: did we like the composition
0: I, I the actual
1: were... final composition, I think, is incredible. I love it.
2: Yeah, I think it's beautiful. Like, I I, I wish we could put it in the episode.
1: Double pretty. bill of Three Colors Blue and fucking um Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny, as <laughs> movies that do not work unless the final song is actually a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Criterion,
2: Um, put the double bill together. (laughs) Put
0: the double bill together. (laughs) I was just watching a video on YouTube the other day of, like, someone who does, like, commentary on singers who had never seen Pick of Destiny watching the opening, like, bit of Pick of Destiny in tribute to Meatloaf dying. Um, Holy shit! She was just just blown away by Kickapoo. She's like, this is the greatest song ever written.
1: (laughs) It's it's so good. It's one of the best songs. Yeah, that fake uh, little kid Jack Black. Yes, she's so thrilled by him. <laughs> the greatest actor of a generation, <laughs> <So> <laughs> better than actual Jack Black at being Jack Black. It's still uncanny to this day. He doesn't even like look like him. He just like is the spirit of Jack Black. It's wild. It,
0: it it's is a, wild. It's So good. You you go deep into the archives of this show. You will find our pick of destiny episode.
1: <laughs> yes. So basically, um, it's like three colors blue.
0: <laughs> it's like three colors. Blue. Jackson, you haven't really talked about this one.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I re- I liked it. It's weird. I had a weird reaction. I'm having a bad week. Um, yes. And my reaction to depression is um, strange. In uh, it's very different to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I I am hyper focus. I hyper focus on like things that are w- perceived to be material. Uh, like struggles right whether Mm -hmm. they are or not i mean from my own perspective i'm hyper focusing on things like i want to leave i want to move out but i can't because of things that are not in my agency and so there's a, there's a lot of like existential so and this isn't a critique of the movie i like the movie quite a lo- quite a lot i had a good time with it but there's definitely a layer to it where i'm watching it and i'm like this is a movie about how if you are rich you uh healing is free <laughs> it's it's basically how, like a way to perceive the movie because there is no like struggle all the struggle is inside her brain uh and it just it just comes the solutions come over time and they're terrible uh but they do just like it doesn't like require effort really on her part um because all of the like like you know she just mo- most people when they're like when grief happens right it is I now have to fucking deal with paying for a funeral. I have, you know, so I'm like hyper aware of all of the like material rea- reality. The grief of, comes
0: way after the funeral, is the thing. Well, that's As what someone I mean. Someone's gone through this.
1: But I mean, like the immediate material, like things, parts of uh, death. The, like Yes, but like the material, mm-hmm. like
0: somebody went through this, like in the between watching these movies, the material realities are great because they distract you from the, the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> Being panicked like, about the logistics, that's a whole other thing that you can deal with. It's <laughs> like yes. solvable problems. Like you gotta, you run a GoFundMe, whatever. But you do it, and you move through it. It's like six months later when suddenly you're like really angry for no reason. You're like, what is this? And you're like, oh, I never actually like dealt with anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still like, I'm still multiple years later in the process of like dealing with my grandma's home and trying to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not gonna get any money from it because of a bunch of shit that she did. But mm. now I have to fucking deal with it because it's just ruined our futures because she didn't like think about it. So I'm really fucking mad at my grandma three years after she's died. Yeah, yep. Um and it I sucks. Get it. Yeah. Uh uh So I'm like yeah, very hyper aware of like that's just completely absent from this movie because it's uh like and there's there's a lot of like we um you know, we watched uh what was it was it called? Red Desert, uh, which is I think is a similar movie to this. Yeah. Um and I think that one's more directly about the specific alienation of being in that class. Yes. Uh but uh is it's definitely a movie, they're both like in similar places of um Existentialism as a genre is often about exploring what's left when all the material problems are solved.
0: Uh yeah, it can be. It often is. It can, like traditionally, not
1: not always. But like that's why yeah. you would you set it with like a, a rich people, right? Is because you you get to see the human shit when a poor person would be dealing with too much stuff to have a movie like this. They wouldn't like have the agency to like have this cri- crisis in this like way, right? <laughs> um, uh
0: yeah, I mean we see that with um. What's the woman's name who lives below the street uh like underneath her Lucille Lucille Lucille, Lucille yeah. right, like yes. she's just living her life, she's getting by until like that thing with her dad
1: happens, and that's fucked up, I get it, that is fucked up, yes uh, and yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh when she goes to her, mhm um it's a shitty thing to do,
0: <laughs> uh yeah, it sucks. Her explaining this while she's just like fluffing that guy who's about to go on stage, ludicrous.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's just a fucking job, right? Like yeah, just a job. Yeah, I think that scene's really good. Yeah, because he's just like kind of politely <coughs> standing there and then walks away. Like he's, he's yeah. not being gross. It's not like oh look at this gross guy putting his dick into her face while uh, she's trying to be emotional. It's it's just very matter of fact about this is a job.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And then all the fucking like that scene when um. Uh, I don't even know her name, but the other neighbor comes in like, please, uh, sign this uh, kick-out-the-sex-worker petition. Yes. Um, everyone
0: else has signed it. Um, just like, oh, we don't
2: want loose women in our building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh Those people I mean, exist the, so much! Where the in in like did the, you come the, from? The, 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 like, you know, implied thing, like, this woman's husband is sleeping with her. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah! Sleeping yeah. Too, yes. yeah. Because we are introduced to the woman downstairs as, like, you know, a sex worker by the guy. She, like, knocks on the door next door, and the guy who, like, loans her the cat later walks over and gets in her apartment or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, Ridiculous. <laughs> um, But her reaction of, like, and this isn't my problem, is uh, that's it. That's that's what happens uh, when you got enough ennui to just be free of drama. <laughs> Revel in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how I'm trying to be. I love the bit in this movie, um, the ways in which, like, when she's reminded of stuff, like, the film just cuts to, like, fades to black. Um, Yeah. And, like, sometimes it fades to black, sometimes it fades to blue. Oftentimes, music kicks in, just, like, her mind is wandering to other things, like, the, you know, the thing that's on her mind, represented by the big musical score that's left over. Um, the one thing she's carrying with her, I guess, can't get rid of that, um, I love all of those like bits of distraction. That's the thing I think is like remarkable about this movie, because the bit where uh, she's talking to the guy, the the kid, and the kid asks her something, and it fades out like the scene's over, and like it, like it's black for like a couple seconds, then fades back in, and she just answers him. <laughs> um, and that part's incredible. It's not like played as like a like a joke because it's not really a joke, but it is like that's just what sometimes it, there's like a humor in it because that's what it's like sometimes. You, go somewhere else and you're like oh wait i'm in this conversation i have to answer this kid because he doesn't know what i'm doing where where my brain's at right now i think that's like singularly my favorite scene in the movie
2: (laughs) represent it's Mm -hmm. so good at representing like that thing that your brain can do where it just completely takes you away like i had a moment yesterday where somebody was i have a friend who her youngest just turned 18 and she was texting me freaking out because she's like, what am I going to do? All my babies are grown. And I was just like, they're still going to need you. And then I just like got real deep in my brain of, oh, you don't have a mother and you're (laughs) 36. And I just started crying at my desk. And like, I wish I could have just Had some orchestral music and a blue (laughs) screen instead of that moment. But I I thought that was a great way to represent that sort of feeling. Because it does just take you from where you are.
0: Yeah, she just runs away to the pool to cry in the pool where no one will notice. Except her friend, who immediately is like, you're crying in the pool. She's like, no, it's the chlorine.
2: (laughs) I couldn't go anywhere. I had to work. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) The bit where, like, out of nowhere... Uh, seven thousand children come into the pool. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that
2: poor thing! <laughs> That's They're so funny. Squeaky. Yeah, because she's like purposely trying to avoid contact with any children. Yes, and that was just a bombardment.
1: Uh yeah I, I know like most of the movie is very like I mean like you say like, I I don't think when it does something funny it's not like undercutting the depression no. right it just that it's just fucking like that Sometimes you go to a magnificent pool where the blue water contrasts with the blue uh like uh windows uh to make a three colors blue the movie the poster or whatever uh <laughs> just like 7000 tumblr screenshots being made and then 9000 children run in all screaming <laughs> Yes. I'm trying to have a moment, a poignant <laughs> moment of
0: sadness here and you fucked it up. Yes. Um I think it's funny because I respond to those moments in my own life by laughing at how ridiculous it is to try to have an emotional moment sometimes.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am
0: trying to be sad here and now there's all these kids and it's just annoying and they make me feel bad. Uh time to get out of the pool. <laughs> uh it's ludicrous. Uh but yeah, like the, the the actual thing is like the movie itself is um like it is aware of those ironies but it it does play them as like you know she takes them in stride and she's not someone who's laughing at them uh but the audience it doesn't like say you shouldn't laugh at those things they just are uh like the bit where she confronts the mistress and the mistress like knows who she is the guy talked about his wife all the time said she was a nice person and if so, like he ever if she ever met her she would help her out if she was in an abide and here she is giving her a house she was right you're you're a great person she's like shit
2: <laughs> oh there's another there's another unintentional comedic bit involving the mistress where she first confronts her in that bathroom. Yes. And they're like having this intense conversation She's like is it his baby? Yes, it is his baby. And then this woman flushes the toilet and comes out, of, comes out of the stall who obviously has heard everything. Uh but it's so quiet and subtle. It's not like, oh, this person heard, heard your whole conversation, but it made me laugh. <laughs> uh
0: yes. <laughs> This ridiculous law student that he knocked up. This guy sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Taking credit for his wife his wife's work, got this mistress, the most like renowned composer of Europe.
1: Uh yeah, this guy fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh But, you know, uh they, the guy the guy nice. she
0: ends up with like who's like interested in her also sucks though so this, she's got bad taste in guys that's all yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this is this is the pox of french cinema all uh french
1: heroines have terrible taste in men it's true uh, the, the the um the the uh, olivia the other guy is like he's a man that doesn't exist he's an impossible man he's really weird as like a character and that he sucks but in like they also make him completely aware of every single way that he sucks, and he's like intentionally deploying it to be like the magical fix to her spiritual problems. <laughs> oh, he's like, he's like, I can fix you. So she, when she's
0: depressed, she's like, oh, you, you liked me, right? Come on over, we'll fuck, and like her, her, her house, which is now empty except for a single mattress, and they fuck, and then she leaves the next day, and she's like, we'll never see you again. Fuck that guy. He got what he wanted. Now I'm leaving. He'll never see me again. He buys the mattress. It's the grossest shit in the world. Yes, <laughs> and he keeps it. She's like, "You kept the mattress on." He's like, "Yeah, I sleep on it every night." It's like,
1: <laughs>
0: it's
2: probably got a coffee stain on it.
1: <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand having sentiment. I don't. Have, I understand having sentimentality generally, but like to that that's just weird. That's just a fucking weird thing to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, he knows he sucks. He says that he's like literally like, I'm not as good a composer as your husband. I'm not as good a composer as you. But unless you put your name on this, I'm not, I'm just going to publish it under my... I'll do my best, and it'll not be as good, and it's up to you. She's like, shit, fuck this oh, asshole.
2: Sometimes death makes you do weird things like buy a mattress. <laughs> I think that just is a react. I mean, he lost a friend too, you know? Yes.
0: It's like, he's like, he knows, Boy, he's a friend of the whole couple, right? Like he's like, like less talented third wheel guy. (laughs) (laughs) The second best composer in Europe. (laughs) Isn't Salieri over here.
2: (laughs) Okay. So the scene where she goes into the law office and there's a, court scene going on and the guy's like is it because i don't speak french yes uh okay that's from one of the other movies in the trilogy that's the next
0: movie yes this guy getting divorced is the is part of the next movie's plot
2: okay so that's like a fun little easter egg if you're gonna continue with this trilogy that's
0: ridiculous
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was the 90s (laughs) <laughs> that's
0: so dumb. Like, I, think, I, I guess I, it's... I actually think White is the one Jackson's gonna like the most. I, I'm
1: pretty sure.
2: I don't remember them very well because we watched them in such a flurry, like a weird time in my life. But like, I need to revisit.
1: Which one's but that? Yeah. Is that a uh, is that a galaxy? Which one's which one? Which one's that? Uh, yeah, that's probably a galaxy. Yes, and
2: he says equality in that scene. Like he says something okay. like, "Where's the equality?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's coming in a couple months, actually. <laughs> You'll find it'll premiere in a couple months after this
1: one.
2: <laughs> and that's uh. Julie Delphi? Yes. Ooh, yeah, I love her. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's just cartoonish, because it's, like... I, I understand that, like, at the time, this is, like, an interesting... These are, like... You know, they're popular movies, but it's in the 90s. They're, like, cool alternative French movies. Uh, whereas now I see something like that, and I'm like, this is some scream ramp bait nonsense. Because it's even, like... This is even how, like, prestige movies, like you know, become content, right? It's just in a very different con- concert, uh, context. It's not something a like, blame this movie for, it's just like, what's happened to culture in the uh, 30 years since this film?
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, Yeah. The, like, machine of consumption of, like, art product has just become intolerable.
1: Because I assume in like like this, uh, ev- like eventually, like in, in in this bit, it's like oh, the to 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 this person, they're just uh, you know, it's the biggest thing in the world in this movie, but then it's just like a little distraction here, uh, and stuff like that, right? Like it, it puts yeah. all these things in an extra mm-hmm. perspective, um. But yeah, like you say, like in a, in a, even in in the future, like uh, even in smaller movies this stuff becomes a vector through which uh, further consumption and marketing and whatever well, yeah, can I mean, like, extend Kieslowski,
0: itself. Like the decalogue is like ten short films that all like interconnect in some way, right? I haven't seen yes. it, but the, I know that that's like the framework. Like this is just the thing he's interested in.
1: Yeah, and it is like a real—it's like a real thing. I'm not like dismissing it, but like yeah. it has been so. When I see it, I instantly jump to the shitty like version of it, even though I know he's not interested in that. He's not doing it for like marketing reasons.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, he's not trying to make a franchise. He's not trying to set up a unit, a cinematic universe. It's just, you know, it's different now.
0: Man, it would have been—it would have been the seven colors, uh, quintilogy or whatever. If he didn't die in '96, that's the problem.
1: <laughs> mm. I didn't know he died, so I was like I was looking to like oh no what he did after this and he died was He died. Fucking he immediately died. <laughs> yes. Um He cause...
0: retired after red and then he died like two years later, so
1: Before he could unretire. Yeah. Uh yeah, that makes sense. Damn. Um also also another thing I was thinking during this movie is can you imagine if this movie gets made a decade later <laughs> same movie but it's just on digital and like it's got color grading now Ooh. worst movie ever made worst movie uh, ever made
2: ugliest movie Because like I can see it. The scene
0: where like the yeah, she puts up the big mobile and it's like just the blue reflecting off her face. like I'm like, they would just like do that in post now and it would be the worst. The
1: the the blue tinting stuff in this movie is like really good. Um but I I, it's the movie where I can most in my mind's eye see the bad version that comes with the change in technology. It's very good they made it when they did.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Do we have anything else, or do we want to move to our questions? Let's get to questions. All right. If you'd like to send questions, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have one from Elijah. Uh, this came after our last episode. Not really about this one. A discussion on Hero got me thinking about 70s Bollywood. If any of you specifically calls out Jackson, want another drama about this. Yeah, a, a national identity, I suggest 1977's Amar uh, Akbar Anthony. Three Indian brothers are abandoned beneath the statue of Gandhi and raised separately, one Hindu, one Muslim, and one Christian. They meet as adults without knowing they're related and simultaneously give blood to a woman who happens to be their birth mother. And that's just the opening credits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bollywood. Uh,
1: Bollywood and also like, uh, this is um, Ryan Davis's video game movie in its ultimate form.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, what are some of your favorite movies of yours that really, really hit their point on the head through glaringly obvious symbolism, metaphor, et cetera, and are better for it? Just 100% works that way. And you love that it isn't subtle. Bonus points for non-horror movies. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say right away, uh, Planet of the Apes, the entire five movie just all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just um, all of it. Um, I feel like it loses subtlety as it goes, and it just mm. gets better for it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw Conquest.
0: Yeah. Horror movies is easy for this, because a lot of horror movies operate in very ridiculous metaphor, but...
2: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, like this is. This, I mean, uh, this is cheating because I've. I was literally. I literally said this on two other podcasts already. But like, this was the thing about Infernal Affairs, right? This is the thing I like about it. Is it, it,
0: uh, um. What about the rat in
1: uh, The Departed? That's less good. That's not as good That's, that's it, really unsubtle, though. It's not about the subtlety. It's that the movie is like, the movie isn't like an operatic nonsense movie right it's not it doesn't the, if the departed invested in the idea of like being a cop or being a criminal as like important things for good or evil right they have to invest on both sides as like what it means to have a duty to an ideal they, it doesn't do that so like the like grander themes are nothing it's nothing it's just some shitty guy. what, about, what shitty. about
0: the final shot of 25th hour <coughs>
1: Um, which part of it? <laughs>
0: the part where they pan over to the fucking twin towers that aren't there anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the I credits? Gonna... The, the opening credits where the twin towers are like light beams. Yes, that was a real thing. I
0: was. It was gonna... a real thing. Yeah, yeah that was so they, a real thing. The the tribute with two giant spotlight like installations that shot light beams where the twin towers used to be. What the fuck was happening in America in the George Bush era?
1: <laughs> the fuck was
0: going he on with just... you?
2: We just never, you know, this this shit.
0: I didn't know you didn't know that was just the real. No, I thought
2: they did that between films. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was gonna say Spike Lee films in general are the Hammer symbolism movies. Like, there's that they... bit at the end of Malcolm X where everybody's yelling, "I'm Malcolm X." <laughs> it's just like, they that's should just what um, he does
1: they should have cast Spike Lee, uh, in uh the Raimi Spider-Man movies. As the guy who goes, you messed with one of us, you messed with all of us!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Destiny, do you have an answer? I
2: I was just thinking about Spike Lee. I just think all of his movies are kind of, like, he he works in symbolism, but sometimes it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And Uh, go on.
0: Uh, Hilver writes in, what's a film you would have liked to have been at the film festival premiere of? Hmm. I I think my answer (laughs) is Antichrist. Jesus. Wasn't that like booed? I have no idea, but I love Antichrist, so I would love to sit in a theater that's just having the worst time as I am hooting and hollering.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do I find out about its premiere? Critical response. Um, there's no real, there's just information about it being like controversial, but nothing about like whether it got yelled at at its premiere. I don't know where it oh, premiered. Yeah. I want a movie that people
0: fucking hate, but I like. Did That's people comp- whatever one?
2: Did the Battle of Old Gears get a boo or something or?
0: <laughs> I mean, probably, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but not, that's different. That's like, oh, annoying. I am just mad at everyone. Then I'm like, man, that's y'all what I mean.
1: Like, come on. Over here. Okay, on. here we go. Here we go. Uh, the film "Antichrist" premiered Andrew. The competition for from the 2009 Cannes Film Festival. The film prompted several walkouts, and at least <laughs> four people fainted during the preview.
0: I what? um, what movie was it? I saw. I think it was when Shortbus came out uh the theater i went to see it at had a had like a notice at the ticket stand was like no refunds for this movie it's got unsimulated sex in it a lot of it it's a movie where people just fuck it um well, well, maybe? They, a short, short bus. bus it's a john um, cameron
2: okay. mitchell film
0: yeah it's a movie made after hedwig um and they kept like a tally of walkouts like if a <laughs> walkout, they'd mark it on the sheet <laughs> Which I thought was fucking great. I thought the movie's great. Uh, <laughs> friend Cameron was just tweeting about it the other day. It came to mind. It was very weird because I don't I haven't heard anyone talk about Short Bus since it came out. Basically,
1: that's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, next question. I have an answer. I have a oh. better answer. I have oh, an answer. Right. Okay. Uh, f a fake. Oh, yeah. Man. Damn,
0: it's a good one. Man uh destiny do you have an answer i actually don't remember
2: oh i said at the very beginning when you asked i said do the right thing because i was still oh, right. on the spike yes. lee train and then i was trying to think of movies that got booze and it was just kind of from there so i don't really have an answer
0: <laughs> eric writes in what are your favorite trilogies narrative trilogies or thematic trilogies how do you tend also uh, you know what, let's answer this one first then i'll get the other one
2: I'm just not a trilogy person, but I guess the Evil Dead movies, like, the, the third one is not the best movie.
1: I mean, the my answer movies. my answer is, wait, what? The Before movies.
0: Yeah, my answer was this and the Before oh, movies.
2: Oh, <laughs> the Before, I forgot about those. That's my favorite trilogy. Like, if you asked me, and I was thinking on a clear day, that's my favorite trilogy, hands down. I'm actually really sad they're not going to make another one.
1: Um, I'm glad now because it because w- like, can you imagine the before COVID movie? Like, it would be like the worst thing in the world. I that's still think they're
0: going to make another one eventually, just not on the
1: same schedule.
0: Yes, yeah, just not on the same schedule. I think I think uh, they're gonna get older and change their mind, or one of them's gonna die and they'll change their mind and they'll make another one. I
1: think Wasn't that's who who was it? I think was it Julie Delby that was like, no, fuck that, never again. Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of- one of them was just like, no. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that's why. Um, but the last one was
0: so good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was so I I don't think I don't like it more than before sunset, which is the best one. Um but it's good. Like don't get me wrong, I'd have watched another three of those. Easy.
2: Oh uh, yeah, no, that's my favorite trilogy. Sorry. I just did I hadn't thought of it, but yeah, no, that's my favorite trilogy, hands down.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord <laughs> of the Rings.
1: It's just good is the it thing. It is just
0: good is the thing. Yes the matrix no not the matrix no the matrix one they fucked that up two I don't actually care about the matrix one that much or re- I, it's just reloaded and now oh, Resurrections. directions
2: I do want to say army of darkness is a great movie it's just not mm, what you want mm, after evil dead not, and evil dead 2 it's,
0: it's not actually a great movie it's a, it's a great movie.
2: movie it's a great movie mm, it's so much no, fun no no
0: no <laughs> uh kill bill is my favorite trilogy just waiting for volume three to drop
1: <laughs> um if he wasn't a coward he would have done it already yeah i know
0: the time is Cause, it, it, like time came and went like it should have happened a couple years ago
1: yeah no i it's it's now too late it's not too late but it's now it's like uh you know it should have been in like
2: 2017
1: yeah. uh-huh um and he always, like, brings up, like, oh, maybe it. No, you're not. You're not fucking doing it. You're going to write another terrible book.
2: I don't care anymore, Tarantino.
1: No, I, I, I uh, would, I I would still care.
2: pop. I would stop popping
1: <laughs> that. So but... I mean, I absolutely don't care, but fucking MFM is going to come out and be, like, old and sad about everything. Uh, it's going to be fucking sick.
2: <laughs>
0: um and then uh eric writes how do you tend to watch Magic trilogies like three colors all in a short period of time or just pick one and get back to them sometime i when i tend to do this i tend to want to go through them really like, rather quickly it doesn't matter how big the series is i'm desperately trying to get destiny to watch saw five with me but our problem is we tend to watch movies with dinner and destiny can't watch gross movies while eating and i i can't it doesn't bother me one bit so i've been trying to get us to watch saw five for three weeks now it just hasn't come together <laughs> you yeah, have to fucking watch saw five jesus
2: we will we will I, I, we just gotta do it before or after dinner.
1: Yes, those are the two times.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> uh, anyone else?
2: Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry.
0: How do you tend to watch thematic trilogies, like all together? Or oh, one, yeah, you wanna
2: you wanna watch them kind of close, not not too close, because you want them to breathe, but you you definitely don't want to wait forever, and you know forget everything
1: mm-hmm. i used to be uh, someone who would like watch all the movies very quickly and uh now i, I don't really i don't do it that intensely anymore
0: yeah my thing if you do it too quickly is i feel like you get to the point where you're fatigued but you still want to do it for the principal and then like later movies suffer
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh yes
2: yeah
0: um uh gary writes in um what's your favorite example of a film using color very bluntly non-derogatory <laughs>
1: Um. Hmm. The problem is, like, hero was already it last week. <laughs> yeah, hero was. It. Hero that's what was I it. said when I read like, that. That's uh, just the answer. Peeping unfortunately, Peeping Tom. <laughs> peeping Tom was good about this.
2: Uh, the sixth sense. Whenever you saw the red, you knew something was gonna go down.
0: They kill Bill. Whenever you saw the red, you knew something was gonna go down.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, they love red.
0: What's that? What's that von Trier movie? that's just like piss yellow the entire time.
2: Shit, I don't remember.
0: Is that epidemic?
2: I don't think I've seen it. I've seen a lot of his shit. I don't think I've seen that one.
0: Is it no, that's Element of Crime, or he uses he used like specific lights. I don't remember which ones, but um Yeah, was, he used sodium lights to light the entire movie, so it just looks like piss the entire time, which is like <laughs> the nastiest film. It's a good movie. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's actually going out here watching Von Trier in twenty twenty two, unfortunately. That's on him. Um
1: uh we, you, many things are on him
2: <laughs> yes it's a shame because uh oh, dog villain manderley yeah,
0: the, the director whose movies meant a lot to me and uh you know don't care as much anymore same it sucks um but that yeah that you know honestly like any early like color film that's really trying to go for it i think those like umbrellas of sherborg is not like using it for anything but all the color choices in that are like really deliberate and interesting
2: that's kind of what I was thinking along the lines of, like, a Tokyo Drifter, where yes. it's, like, it's not really saying anything with the color, but it's trying to do something. Yes. Um. Yeah.
0: Um, Autumn writes in, I uh, was listening to the Unforgiven episode and wanted to write in about favorite dad movies. Uh, my dad was an older Gen Xer, born in 66, but hates 80s movies for whatever reason, so all my dad classics are things like Pulp Fiction, Clerks, and Big Lebowski. Um. Other dad movies included Forrest Gump, Good Will Hunting, Shawshank, Sons of the Lambs. Uh, Annie Hall, maybe the oldest movie he's really into, and Scarface, the only 80s movie I remember him liking. Do you think I got off any easier than kids whose dads were really into dad movies like Unforgiven, or is this equally cursed in its own way? I think this is more cursed, because this is like fucking you up for getting into film.
1: <laughs> this this is my dad's taste as well. Like, my dad's 64, um, which I don't think is uh, old, for, uh, old for Gen X. I think Gen X goes like into the early 70s, right? Like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I assume it does. I don't know. Um, uh, and um, uh, yeah, this is this is my my situation as well. My dad was like would love fucking the Godfather, and he would go on about Tarantino all the time. Uh, did was not like as big into eighties movies, and uh, obviously I wasn't either. Uh, so I'm like I have a very similar situation here yeah
0: i'm just like if you're if your parents love tarantino what do you rebel with like what do you got you gotta go watch something boring you're like i'm getting into merchant ivory
1: fuck you dad <laughs> um, video games
0: <laughs> yeah i guess so
1: it's like a little later right like you know yeah. uh because i mean by the time i was getting into film tarantino was not a rebelling against that. tarantino was the institution of this is what the, the serious older film people like yeah fair enough. um I didn't like. I thought of like people like Tarantino and the Coen brothers. Like these, these are the people who make the movies. These are the serious ones. The the the, the establishment. I didn't understand what happened in the nineties. That's just what I thought of. The, like when I was young and knew what movies were, because those yeah. were the serious movies. like it was like that and A oh, Brother Were Art Thou and movies like that. Like, <laughs> like like these are these are the serious movies. That all, all the serious people like is what I thought <laughs> when I was like twelve. And then I eventually watched A oh, Brother are Art Thou. And I was like, lol. That's very funny. You turned him into you a frog really in a tight spot. I didn't, <laughs> grow- a tight spot.
2: <laughs> I didn't grow up with my dad, but I did ask him recently. He's he's ten years younger than your dad, Jackson. Um I asked him what his favorite movie was and he was like, Wrong turn <laughs> That's <laughs> such a weird answer. So I'm just, you know, not all dads are film dads. Just throwing that yeah. out there.
0: Yeah, um, my dad, my dad like watched movies but they're all like old <laughs> old westerns and war films shit I haven't seen. Don't care to. Um and my mom only liked horror movies but had the has the worst taste in the world. Yeah,
2: my uh, mom had bad taste. <laughs> Except for in horror movies, she 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 weaned or excuse me, yeah, she put me on a lot of good stuff, but uh, she she also had this like deep love of the pumpkin head movies which i need to get into
0: yeah we'll watch them once we yeah. get through saw we can do whatever you want yeah <laughs> karen writes in what three colors would you pick that's it you got to provide your own
1: context What three colors would i pick just yeah, in general what
0: colors, yeah what three colors to pick
1: um i don't fucking know one can of mine i not would
2: be- oh go on
1: can I not choose red, blue, red and blue? I mean, like, white, I white. Red and blue are like does the 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 main colors.
2: I like a purple, like if for like my for for my life thematically. I'm thinking purple, brown, and green, and I'm, those are okay. for private reasons. I'm not even going to get into.
0: Okay. Um, I'm gonna pick, uh, neon yellow. Uh, tan and green blue just make some weird looking movies, I guess. Uh, I guess
1: in that case, I will pick like, um, orange, yeah, uh, like a very light turquoise, Mm -hmm. pretty, and um. What for the last color? That's the hard bit, uh, and just like and and pink, I guess there you go. All right. Uh trying
0: to answer a bunch of questions. I think we've mostly covered all this. Uh, who's your favorite character in the movie? Does anyone have a particular answer? I love the the kid. I think he's great. I think he's just very funny to me.
2: I liked the recorder player man.
0: Okay.
2: And the cat.
1: Cat's good.
0: <laughs> it's a good
2: cat actor.
1: I was watching the movie like that cat's dead now. Aww.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do that with all movie animals, by the way. Like the MGM lion. Oh, that lion's been dead (laughs)
1: for eons. (laughs) Somehow it's like fine with movies in like the 30s. Like everything, you know, everything's gone then. Um, but you go to you look at like a movie that's like this is I was alive for this movie. You look at that cat's dead. That cat's fucking dead now.
0: I do that when me and Destiny are watching Voyager. I look up the guest stars and I'm like, oh, that one's still alive. That one's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, have any of you ever poured coffee into your ice cream? It seems like it'd be pretty tasty. It looks oh, it's so good. It's
2: so good. There's a or there used to be a cafe in uh, our city that would do espresso on ice cream, and it was a
0: treat. I've never, I've never had it, but it, it sounds delicious. I've
1: had coffee exactly one time, and I hated it, so there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It'd be better on ice cream, though. I love coffee.
1: It's just too bitter, because I did not like the flavor.
0: Yeah, That's how I know you'd like it more on ice cream. <laughs> well,
1: you, if you're telling me I like ice cream more than coffee, I yes. guess that's a way you can phrase that. But I would not necessarily say, therefore, I would want coffee on ice cream.
2: I can't remember the name of it. It was an Italian word that they had for it but it's it's pretty tasty uh, okay but you gotta like coffee
0: uh, again emails you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com destiny what are we watching next time
2: we're watching Key, key New York
1: oh okay. shit I've I'm not seen, seen that yeah yeah
2: uh, Schenecta key it's a uh, charlie kaufman movie it's got Philip Tumor hoffman
0: yeah we're it's gonna, gonna be sad. it's gonna be sad <laughs> for some reason i mean i know the reason but like of all of the famous people who have died in my lifetime that's the one that hits me in like the like the way that i think of like older generations like getting mad and like weird about people dying i'm like fucking goddamn it
2: and um. i don't remember it being an especially like there's sad things in the movie it's about like existing in an interesting way
1: mm-hmm.
2: but like losing him and then having to watch that with knowing that loss, ooh, it's gonna
1: be you. it's gonna be kind of hard,
2: <laughs> so I apologize in advance,
0: I guess,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess right. I don't know there's lots, of, there's lots of actors I like who have died right, but uh yeah
0: that's the, the uh, first the, the first and kind of the only one where I'm like like. I think it was like a Gen Xer thing, where it's like, "Oh man, I love that guy, but he really fucked up his life, and I'm mad about it. That he's dead or whatever." Um, I feel that way about Philip Seymour Hoffman and basically no one else. I don't know why that one hit me that way. I just liked—I liked him in movies. I liked seeing him. I expected to see him for decades to come, and I—I'm I, not going to, and that fucking sucks. Yeah, I just expected.
1: Like forever for you know three movies a year a kind of middling movie comes out and inexplicably philip seymour hoffman is better than everyone else in it it's just what i expected the course of my life to be like a thing that i can anchor as a truth and it just didn't go that Mm, way
2: yeah and i think yeah everybody feels that way but i hope i hope we can get good discussion out of it it's 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 a weird one
0: (laughs) all right uh time for plugs destiny
2: at fridgebuzznow on the twitter.com and then um you can follow me in letterboxd i'm fridgebuzznow there too uh i have another podcast called badland girls we're about to do an episode about midnight mass um look for that on Ab- or on abnormalmapping.com i'm really good at plugs
0: uh jackson do better than destiny at plugs
1: uh, you can find me at off on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at out mapping.com. There's a bunch of them. Go listen to them. They're good. No scoped. <laughs> I do this every fucking five minutes
0: <laughs> with no, you no, holding no. a gun to my head.
1: Like, oh, you better <laughs> do the plugs right. You are <laughs> so. yes, I do get them right.
0: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being you can support this podcast and all the podcasts we make at patreon.com session roll mapping. Um, we're gearing up for our next Blockbusters in like a week or so, so if you would like to give us $5, you get that once a month. Uh, there's a whole year worth of podcasts. Uh, we're about to do one on Ready Player One, which is kind of like this show, but we're just, we, we end up talking, oh, I forgot. we usually just talk about script writing, and then we get in the weeds about some bullshit.
1: Oh, I it's forgot a good you're bot- making me watch Ready Player One! Oh, yeah, I'm already it's having such turn. a bad time these days! It's, yeah, it's... but it, it'll be
0: fun.
2: It's such a bad movie, um, but that podcast is going to be lit. Like, seriously, <laughs> you should subscribe, because Blockbusters is good. It's really good. Everyone
1: owes me $10,000 for making me watch Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to give you $5 for watching That's, Ready One. that's significantly less. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, anyway, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about Synecdoche, Synec- Synec- I don't know how to say it, New York. Um, and then, until then, movies!
2: Now more than
0: ever. Don't expect to like them. We won't, because it's going to be Ready Player One.